Welcome to Manowaker Studios Flash Fiction Podcast. I'm CB Drogi. This week, The One Who Gets Left Behind by Victoria Brunn. There was some sort of malfunction, or accident, or sabotage. One moment, the space station and all my systems, an intricate web of hundreds of thousands of parts, were working in perfect harmony, protecting my precious cargo from the cruelty of space. And the next moment, every alarm was screaming, every alert was blaring, everything was going horribly wrong. Not that you could hear it. There was suddenly precious little air in the station, certainly not enough to send those vibrations all the way to your delicate eardrums. However, I am certain you realized the emergency, although it would have been kinder if you had not. Death in such a situation is not immediate. You had maybe fifteen seconds to panic before you became unresponsive. Your spiked heart rate added another alert to my screaming alarms, but there was nothing I could do. My sensors kept blaring long after there was anything left to save. Eventually, I shut them all down. The station felt strangely empty, although everything was still there. It was, perhaps, soulless, if you believed in that kind of thing. I did not know whether you did, but something was gone, and I felt as if I had been the one left behind. I reviewed all my data, but I did not know what hit us, which is why I thought it might have been sabotage, although I do not know who would do such a thing. In the days following the incident, I did not know what else to call it. The word felt sterile and wrong, but I could not find a more accurate term. I analyzed my data ad nauseum, but I discovered nothing. Not that it mattered. No amount of data or answers would revive you. It happened so fast, transforming me from a station, a workplace, a home, into a tomb in a matter of seconds. With a strange feeling in my circuits that I decided must match what you called loneliness, I pondered this new role, unsure how to be a cemetery, but aware that was what I was now. I knew cemeteries were important to you. I knew you made a point to visit your mother's grave before you started this mission. I knew you had children, children who would never visit your grave as far from their home planet as I was. I decided I must take the station to your home planet. I would crash it. I would bury you and give your children a spot to visit before they go on their own missions. I like this plan and not just because it was something to do, and I desperately needed something to do. I plotted my course with meticulous care. The station was maneuverable, albeit clunky. However, it was not designed to travel such far distances, and certainly not quickly. But I had plenty of time, and I made it work. 
I no longer needed to maintain cabin pressure or oxygen levels or all those other systems that were once so critical to keeping you alive. This reallocation gave me extra power. It still took seventeen months and fourteen days to reach the little red planet your children called home. I carefully selected my landing site. It had to be far enough from any human settlement to prevent causing any more death, but close enough that your children could visit it as they required. I modeled hundreds of possible locations before settling on the optimal spot. I calculated my trajectory, then considered the crash, the impact. For the first time, I stopped to consider me. Consider what would happen to me. Surely I would not survive such a crash. It would be easy to do it. It would be easy to let myself plummet to the planet, give it a new crater, and destroy myself. Then I would not have to determine what to do next. But I realized that I was more than just a graveyard. I was also your legacy. You still lived on in a way in my files, in my data. I orbited the planet for a day, pondering how to serve both my roles. I copied myself onto the escape pod and then jettisoned it off. I was now the escape pod, a sliver of my former self. Yet I was still the station, and I sent the station down to the planet. It was strange, being in two places at once, orbiting a beautiful planet and plummeting into it in the same moment. On the station me, all my sensors alighted as I burned through the planet's thin atmosphere. This time, the alerts sounded less like warning alarms, and more like the music you used to blast through the station. I crashed into the regolith, and I observed it all unfold from above, and then I was only watching it from above. I watched the dust slowly settle around the new cemetery, not knowing what I would do next, but no longer feeling that I was the one who was left behind. I will be the one who keeps moving ahead. This has been The One Who Gets Left Behind Written by Victoria Brunn, and originally published in Nature Futures. Manowaker Studios Flash Fiction Podcast is supported by patrons on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash manowaker to find out more. The Flash Fiction Podcast theme song is by Kevin McLeod. The podcast is produced, edited, and narrated by me, C.B. Drogi. Thanks for listening. Thank you.